Hey out there, it's Jason Waters and welcome to this episode of Cashflow, where we talk about the number one goal of your small business, which is to create cash flow. Today with us, I have my good friend, Sherry Martin, who runs the Cobb Community Foundation. And so instead of just talking about um, how you can make more money, how you can save more money, we're going to talk about giving back to our community in this time of need that we have now and have had over the last several months and will have for the rest of our lives. So Sherry, welcome aboard. Thank you. Um, kind of start with, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am an Atlanta girl. We moved down here from Indiana when I was four months old. Uh, so I'm about as much of a native as you can be nowadays. Uh, I uh, grew up uh, in the area. Um, my life out of uh, college was financial services until about five years ago. And I started feeling like, okay, it's time to do something different. I didn't have any idea what that was going to be. So I took a year off, figure out what I was going to be when I grew up. And during that year, um, I had been on the board of Cop Community Foundation. That was my year to be board chair. And Tommy Allegood, who was my predecessor, also the mayor of Ackworth, also a home builder, also at the time, I think he was close to 70. Um, decided it was time for him to slow down and he told me he knew what I needed to be when I grew up and that was his predecessor in this role and it, it's been a wild ride and a wonderful ride and I wouldn't change a thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember when you made that transition. Uh, mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what a community foundation is. Is Cobb the only one out there? Are there a lot of community foundations? There are. There are actually about 800 throughout the country. We're all independent of one another. Uh, there are 12 or 13 in the state of Georgia, and some of us have overlapping, for lack of a better term, territories. Um, but what a community foundation is at its heart is we are a public charity. The significance of that is that when you give to a community foundation, even though we're named a foundation, you still get the full benefit, maximum benefit allowed by law of that charitable contribution. Mm -hmm. um, we focus on making a difference in a specific area. Ours is specifically Cobb County and the immediately surrounding areas. And all community foundations basically make their difference in three ways. Um, we are grant makers. So for example, right now we've created a COVID-19 fund to allow uh, folks in the community to give, knowing that we are going through a vetting process to determine what organizations will receive grants from that fund. Um, so we're a grant maker. We're a charitable fund manager. So a lot of individuals um, decide that, you know, it's time for me to give back and they don't really know where they want their dollars to go. So they can set up what's called a donor advice fund and they put dollars in when it makes the most sense for them. And then we work with them on determining how best to utilize those dollars in the future. Uh, so we help manage charitable funds. And then the last thing is, is we're really a community catalyst um, convener. And we try to bring people together to understand the issues and make a larger impact than any one individual or any one organization could. Great. So in a big nutshell, that's it. Okay. So a lot of good things in the community, um, a lot of ways people can get involved. So tell me about the donor advice funds. I mean, I advise clients for a living and um, oftentimes 
the conversations come up around, I want to start a foundation or I'd like to do this to help this specific cause. And that's something that you could help with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the first thing I would say is coming from the wealth management world where I was, um, even wearing that totally independent hat, I always discourage my clients from setting up their own foundations. Okay. And the reason for that is it's time consuming, it's expensive, and there are ongoing expenses and administration uh, costs that go along with that. So the alternative, and it used to be called a poor man's foundation, but the reality is there's a big shift away from foundations, no matter how large they are, um, it, to a donor advice fund. Right. And the way it works is when you contribute your dollars, um, think of it as you're setting up your own account at Cobb okay. Community Foundation. Um, and you contribute your dollars. That is when you actually receive your charitable uh, deduction. And then the money stays. You have options for how you want it invested. And then over time, you decide who you want to benefit from your charitable dollars. Um, I can tell you when I left my company and made this transition, um, I was very fortunate to have been offered the opportunity to purchase stock in the closely held company. Mm -hmm. uh, when I left, I had to sell that stock. Very fortunately, there was a gain. Um, and that was probably the, the biggest number I'd ever had on my tax return or ever will have. <laughs> um, that was the year that I needed my deduction. Um, so I took a portion of those proceeds and put it in a fund here at Cobb Community Foundation. Okay. And the beauty of that is I got my deduction when I needed it, right. um, but I wasn't forced to give it all away. You know, it, frankly, it, it's, it creates a lot of joy to sure. give money to nonprofits. And the longer you can spread that out, the longer you're spreading the joy. Right. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So if I'm a person or a business owner, um, how much money do I need to start like my own fund? Um, you can actually start a fund at Cop Community Foundation with as little as $5,000. And okay. let me mention, we also accept um, an ideal asset is a low basis uh, stock. Um, mm -hmm. We can also accept real estate. Okay. Um, but you can start with as little as $5,000 in kind or in cash. Uh, we do encourage folks to get their fund to twenty dollars to $25,000 within a couple of years. Um, because until you get to that point, we do have a minimum fee of $300 and we don't want that fee to be cost prohibitive. Gotcha. Understood. Okay. So kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, thinking about uh, everything with COVID and how so much need has been in the community um, from people from losing jobs to healthcare. So what, what have you guys had to do in terms of pivoting, if you will, to a COVID world or post COVID world? Uh, a lot. <laughs> so I'll tell you the first thing that we did, and this, I think our first call was on March 23rd. We knew that um, there really was going to need to be a lot of coordination between a lot of different organizations, um, a lot of different nonprofits to meet the need that was coming about. I mean, if, I think two weeks ago, we, at that point, already had 150,000 people who had lost their jobs since the wow. middle of March. Um, and over half of those people are in positions that 
are very low paying jobs. So we kind of saw the writing on the wall and we pulled together a group um, of leaders in the nonprofit community representing different um, areas of the nonprofit community, homelessness, uh, food insecurity, um, financial needs. Uh, we also brought in um, Cobb Douglas Public Health, um, Cobb Senior Services, a number of different organizations and started having daily calls to make sure that we had, and they had, we all had the benefit of each other's knowledge of what was going on in the community. Um, and from that, the different folks who were on that call would share the information with others downstream and then keep information going in both directions. And one of the things that came out of that was we're watching those organizations that provide food in Cobb County. Um, one, their demand has tripled. Um, and, and secondly, not everybody has access to food. And I'm specifically talking here about the nonprofits. Um, some of them have partnerships already with the Atlanta Community Food Bank. Some of them only receive donations uh, from, um, in many cases, the churches, uh, from their church members in the community. Um, but what we saw happen is that the need became so great that no single organization was able to meet that need. Right. So um, they all came together. And what they started doing is now this group has twice a week calls and they're reviewing who, who needs what? So this particular organization would have 75 college students come every week and pick up food boxes and their supply dried up. Okay, so Must is going to take care of them this week. Reflections of Trinity is going to take care of this week. And then this organization is going to take care of them the next week. And the way they were working together was just incredible. And what's happened since then is you know we all have seen the pictures of the, um, the, the food being tilled under and milk right. going down the drain. Um, so you know, the USDA created some programs to pay the farmers to make sure that that food got to nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. Well, it's Jason, it's been amazing to watch this because what has happened is um, we knew that when this food was coming in, because it comes in by the truckload, no single nonprofit had the space to house the food that was coming in. And these big 18 wheelers aren't gonna go to 30 different stops in Cobb County right. to deliver you know, 20 boxes here. So we reached out to Braves and they have allowed us to use their refrigerator space in the stadium. Um, and awesome. they also have allowed us um, to have a 53-foot Ryder freezer trailer parked in their loading dock. That was arranged by one of our board members who worked, um, Kim Gresh, who worked through Huddle House to reach out to Ryder. And so that's now there. Um, uh, Kim and her partner um, who jointly unmobilized fuels are fueling that truck. How to sell us, right? Exactly, exactly. And so that's going on. We've got um, trucks coming in from Athena Farms and watching the guys who work at the Brave Stadium go in with their little hand um, forklifts 
and move them out, take that stuff back to their big refrigerator. What needs to go in the freezer goes in the freezer. And then next there's trucks coming in from different uh, nonprofit groups who are picking up not only what they need, but then they're also taking it to the other smaller nonprofits that don't have um, refrigerators space. So, um, you know, when you talk about how have you pivoted during COVID, sure. um, that's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a big one. <laughs> oh, thank you to the Community Foundation and thank you to the Atlanta Braves and thank you for Mobilize Fuels and everyone for chipping in. So, absolutely. Let me ask you a question How could folks find you? or find Cobb Community Foundation. Yes. So our website is cobbfoundation.org. Okay. And uh, they'll find information there about if they want to set up their own fund, um, how they can go about doing that. Uh, if they want to give to the COVID-19 fund, we are obviously still accepting contributions to that. And you'll also see a list of everybody that we have um, funded uh, with those dollars. Um, everything you need to understand what the needs are in Cobb County and to understand how to help meet those needs is on our website. And we'd love right. to talk to anybody. That's great. Well, so you got the website, cobbfoundation.org, right? I got yep. that. And then you can reach me if you need me on my website at financejw.com or on social media at hashtag cashflow. But until next time, Take care, be safe, and go help your community.